On today's show, an insane end to the Houston Rockets' first summer league game. Jabari Smith Jr. with the game-winning three-pointer with only .6 seconds left on the clock. A huge second half for Jabari Smith Jr. after struggling in the first half of this game. Amon Thompson was electric in his Rockets' debut facilitating, defending both at a very high level. However, he did have his game cut a little bit short with an apparent ankle injury. We're going to unpack everything coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green, Alperon Shengun, and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's going to come come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I want your immediate reactions to the Houston Rockets first summer league game, the Game-winning three-pointer by Jabari Smith Jr. with .6 left on the clock. Amon Thompson's electric debut. Cam Whitmore's Rockets debut. Tari Eason's dominance. The unfortunate circumstances regarding Amon Thompson's injury at the end of this game. Just under a minute left to go. And the fact that he might, unfortunately, be out for the rest of Summer League. It's uh, not looking great for Amon Thompson, unfortunately. But... A lot to discuss, and as always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day on the way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day. We're going to get to Amon Thompson here in a second, but I don't know how I can't lead off with Jabari Smith Jr. and how incredible he really was in this game because it wasn't all incredible, unfortunately. Um, It led to an insane game winner with .6 left on the clock, which – We're going to get to that in a second, but it started off really rough. I mean, Jabari was kind of all over the place in this game in the first half. He looked uncomfortable. He looked like he was rushing things. He didn't look like an actual NBA player. He was struggling against the competition in this game. One of six in the first half, two of four at the free throw line. I believe that he had a couple turnovers. Didn't look great in the first half for Jabari. Came back in the second half, really settled in, right? I don't know if it was like just jitters getting back on the court. I don't know if it was just, you know, first game playing with all his new teammates, with new coaches, all that stuff. But he settled in in a big way in the second half. He went 7 of 12 shooting in the second half. He went 12 of 13 at the free throw line, finished with 33 points, again, including the game-winning three-point shot with 0.6 seconds left on the clock. Look, this was this was a very like neck and neck, back and forth, back and forth game all the way down to the wire. And it almost looked like it was going to be game over when Jabari only got the two free throws instead of what looked like should have been a three-shot foul at the very tail end of the game. And, you know, their play, Blazers are playing keep away with it, right? You're fouling, you're doing the free throw game, you're trying to extend things. Gets down to a point where there's a mad scramble for the ball on the very final defensive possession of the game for the Rockets and the Rockets were able to recover the ball, but it took a couple bounces. And because of that, they weren't able to then advance the basketball into the front court. So they had to inbound the ball from the backcourt 
Tari Eason was on the inbound pass and Coach Sullivan talked about how he draw, drew up that play. The goal was to get Jabari Smith Jr. in the center of the floor and be able to get the ball over the top of the defense so that he could just turn and shoot. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know how Tari made this pass, but Tari somehow hooked the pass like around the defender, got it right into the center of the floor where it needed to be. Jabari caught it with his just insane size, his insane frame, turned, didn't even lower the ball. And just goes immediately up with the shot. And like, like as soon as it leaves his fingertips, he's crouching down. He's looking at the rim. And like the moment it left his fingertips, I was like, oh, that's in. Oh, that's in. It goes in. Entire stadium erupts. One of the – absolutely an insane game. It was a ridiculous shot. A storybook kind of ending for game one for the Houston Rockets. And again, a big time comeback from Jabari Smith Jr. Because that's exactly what you wanted to see out of him. When you have a player who is playing in summer league, who has played, you know, a full NBA season. So coming back as a sophomore, whatever he's done with his rookie year, you want your players, you want the Jabari's and the Tari's of the world to look a cut above the competition that they're playing against because they've been there and done that against legitimate NBA competition. Right. And it didn't look that way in the first half of Jabari. Thankfully, he settled in to the second half. Things looked fantastic. He got his way, got to his spots on the floor. I love the aggression, the aggressiveness in the, I almost said aggression and I went aggressiveness, whatever. The aggression in the second half, getting to the free throw line, right? That was a big thing for him, kind of getting himself going, putting the ball on the floor, drawing fouls, getting to his spots at the elbows, and then just ripping through defenders and getting to the free throw line, getting big inside the paint, getting rebounds, trying to go back up with them, that kind of thing. Some of the stuff that we saw him really start to do in that final one third of the NBA season, where he really started to settle in and kind of come into his own a little bit. So it was great to see that on display again in this game. And I will say, look, I think Jabari's got that clutch factor, man. He's got that clutch gene in him. We've seen him do it time and time again now where he hits big time shots late in the game, either game tying shots, game winning shots. It has happened repeatedly now. He's got that like X factor, like rise to the occasion when the game is on the line. And you love to see that out of one of your franchise cornerstone guys. And another thing you love to see out of guys like that after the game Jabari was asked why he's playing in summer league and his answer was incredible. All the interviews are posted on the YouTube channel. Go check them out. Uh, everybody coach Jabari, Amen, cam, and then also Fred Van Vliet who talked a little bit about signing in Houston and, and you know, what he's excited about, you know, trying to build here in Houston, all that stuff. So go check out all the interviews. They're on the YouTube channel. This one, not my JT Gatlin media channel. They're on this channel. Jabari's answer was basically when asked about why he's playing in summer league, he said, I'm 20 years old. Why wouldn't I play? And he goes on to highlight the fact that the Rockets struggled last season, right? They were 22 and 60. He talks about that he had a bad season and he points out that it's a great opportunity for him to get more reps in, right? For him to grow and develop and, and play with his teammates and play with his new coaches and, and all that. And I think that's, that's just the exact type of answer you want to hear from that kind of guy, you know, to, to hear that from one of your franchise cornerstone pieces that, Hey, he's not shying away from the work. He wants to be here. He wants to get these reps in and he wants to be better. That's exactly what you want to hear from that. So I'm glad that the game went the way that it did. I'm glad he was able to turn it around in the second half because he really did look like a completely different. I mean, I hate that, you know, tale of two halves. But that's basically what it was. He was a completely different player in the second half. He looked dominant. He looked in control of the game. And that's how it should look when he's playing against other guys in summer league that aren't 
legitimate NBA competition yet. Coming up, do want to talk about Amon Thompson and his electric debut because Amon looked absolutely amazing in his Rockets debut. However, it was cut a little bit short due to an ankle injury with under a minute to go in the game. We're going to get there in just one moment, but first today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Look, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices, right? And the path forward isn't always super clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career or a relationship or, or anything else in life, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement about the things to come. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your roadmap with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. And continuing on here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's talk a little Amon Thompson because wow, 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 wow. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how many wows I got out of there. I should do an Owen Wilson. Wow. wow. He was actually so incredibly good. I was blown away legitimately. First off, in person, his athleticism in person is unbelievable. His speed, his leaping, his change of pace, like just all of it, his first step, um, and even past the athleticism, just his skills, right? His his ability, his handles, his control, um, his body control on drives, his touch around the rim. I, I, I was legitimately watching this kid play, and after the first quarter, I turned to one of my other locked-on uh co-workers and I was like oh man he's really good they were like yeah him and Scoot both looked fantastic in this game which stinks because like they both got hurt and that's just really unfortunate that's something you never want to see in a summer league game is you don't want to see guys get hurt um it is kind of an exhibition style game but guys are there they're out here trying to prove something right trying to show hey this is why this team drafted me this is why the fans should be excited about me all that stuff and I think the Rockets have a lot to be excited about with um and Thompson um However, you know, with the game getting cut short a little bit, um, it is unfortunate. We'll get more on that here in just a moment. But Amon Thompson finishing his night, he had 16 points, four rebounds, five assists, three steals, four blocks. I was blown away by – I honestly can't really decide between what I was more impressed by, the defense or the passing. I think I'm going to give the passing the edge because – he had so many, I really wish summer league tracked like potential assists because he had so many different passes in this game that created amazing looks for his teammates that just unfortunately weren't being converted and, or like moments where like uh, Jay Huff would like fumble a pass like on the pick and roll. And it's like a beautiful, like, you know, pass where he just, um, and like baits the defense into just a little, like you saw exactly what it's going to be like when he's out there collapsing an NBA level defense, right? Because he was, he was able to get into the paint pretty much at will whenever he wanted to. He was navigating pick and rolls beautifully. He would come out of a pick and roll and keep the defender on his hip 
and forced that defender and the big to commit over, creating opportunities for the roll man. He was doing the skip pass across the court to the weak side. All the things that you want to see out of your floor general, out of your point guard, out of the guy orchestrating your offense, Amon Thompson was doing all of those things. And here's the the biggest thing about Amon Thompson that I noticed from this game. He plays at his pace. He does not speed up or slow down. He does not let others dictate how fast or slow he's going to go. He plays at his pace. And I do think that that some of that confidence, some of that comfortability on the floor stems from him being a little bit older, right? That's one of the benefits of him coming in at 20 years old is he's not as raw as some of these other guys are, right? Cam Whitmore or as raw as maybe Jalen was or Al P when they came in, he has this confidence and, you know, kind of assuredness or whatever in his game of what he's doing. And whether it was again, in the half court, watching him break down and collapse a defense completely in the half court, either in pick and roll or just getting that quick first step and getting by his defender and collapsing the defense that way, kicking it out to open shooters or in transition is where he really, I mean, oh, he was feasting in transition. He had so many moments where he would get the ball, survey the court, and there were points where he would survey the court and kick the pass ahead. He had one, oh my goodness. He had one kick ahead pass. He got the rebound, immediately looked down the court, saw Tari Eason streaking down the court and just flung the ball basically, you know, the entire length of the court. Tari got a breakaway slam on the other end. Great rebound, great situational awareness, great court vision, and then a beautifully executed outlet pass all in the span of about two seconds from Amon Thompson. And that doesn't even get into some of the other passes that he had, man. He... I was seriously like at one point, like I was just like looking around, like, are you guys seeing this? The passing was, was on another level. It was really a passing clinic from Amon Thompson. And it's unfortunate that they didn't have a better role man on the floor than Jay Huff for points of this game, because there were points where Amon set him up beautifully on the roll and he just couldn't control a pass or he bobbled it or whatever. Um, a really great job by Amon Thompson to just, excel at what he was going to do offensively the touch around the rim he absorbed contact on multiple drives and was able to still finish he had a little floater um some really soft touch around the rim he hit a three late in the game as the rock i think they were down five at the time he hit the three it was a big time bucket to kind of pull them within a single possession and he was wide open top of the key the ball swung around found its way to him and he did not hesitate for one second he didn't like he knew he was open and he knew he needed to take the shot. He did. It wasn't a bad shot. It wasn't a like, Oh, I'm going to let me look for a teammate because I'm scared of shooting. The three. It was, he stepped into the shot with the utmost confidence and just completely drained it. I was really blown away by him offensively. And then on the defensive end, he made his mark. I mean, he finished with, what was it again? Uh, three steals and four blocks. The length is very real. The number of times that he was causing just chaos and just blowing up plays on the defensive end. He is going to be a force on the defensive side of the ball. And it's going to really be able to unlock a lot of special things for Ime Odoka moving forward, having a six, seven point guard who can switch onto wings, who can switch onto bigs and confront guys and can do a lot of different creative defensive things. I really did like his point of attack defense. There were a lot of times where 
it almost felt like he was out of position at times defensively. And then like, I would, I'd be sitting here thinking, man, that play, that player has a great driving angle and his lateral quickness. He would just boom, jump right in front of a guy and just wall him off. Right. Exactly the way he like gets his chest into the guy lines himself up all the, you know, good defensive stance. Like as soon as the guy starts driving, like all of the little things that you need to be a good defender, he had them all on lock in this game. So really there's like, this was about as good a debut as you could have hoped for, for Amon Thompson. It's pretty much what I thought he was going to be able to do, which was, you know, score the ball a little bit, really focus on creating for teammates, make his impact felt on the defensive side of the ball. And he checked every single one of those boxes. The only downside I think to this game for Amon Thompson was the injury at the end. It was just this freak collision you know, he's going up to contest a shot. He falls on the floor. A couple Blazers players start falling over him. It looked like maybe somebody kind of like landed on his ankle, um, which caused the twist. It, it's kind of hard to tell where the actual injury happened. But, you know, he limped off the court. He had to be helped off. He was pretty visibly frustrated after the game. And, I mean, I get it, right? Like, you're you're – you're excited to be here at summer league. You're excited to play for your new team. You're excited to play with your teammates and, and coaches and in front of all the fans. And, you know, you have this freak injury happen and injuries are a part of the game. It's unfortunate that it is, but you could tell he was frustrated in some of his answers and how short he was being. And I think maybe it's because like, there's just, there was just an understanding that he is more than likely probably done for summer league. Unfortunately, right. This isn't the type of thing. Summer league is not worth it to exacerbate this type of injury. He is reportedly going to be getting an MRI Saturday morning. So I would be shocked if he played any more summer league games. It's unfortunate because it would have been really fun to watch him continue to dominate and put up these flashy numbers and have this type of impact and creating opportunities for Jabari and Tari and Cam and, and all this stuff. But it is what it is. We got a really great taste of what Amin Thompson can bring to the table, and Rockets fans should be incredibly excited about the brief glimpse that we got of him. And again, remember, think back to Jalen Green, right? His summer league was cut a little bit short due to the hamstring tightness. Sometimes it happens. But Rockets fans should be really excited about who they got and what they got because against non-high schoolers, that was one of the big critiques of OTE, right, is he's playing against some high school competition, against grown men competition here at summer league. Amin Thompson looked incredible. Coming up, do you want to talk about Cam Whitmore, Tari Eason, and a couple more notes from day one of Summer League. We're going to get there in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's shift gears now and talk a little bit about Cam Whitmore because Cam has a ton of talent. <laughs> He does. And you could see it on display in this game. You could see moments where he had, you know, a strong drive or a good play here and there. I think the biggest thing for Cam is going to be breaking out of the kind of the ball stopper habit. And this is the same, like we saw Tari kind of have this uh, issue early on as well. And it took a little while for Tari to kind of break out of that mold. And he still does it from time to time, right? Kind of, you have the blinders on, right? Whether it's in transition or, and it happened a lot in transition, whether it's in transition, whether it's in the half court, the, the goal of like, I'm going to score, like, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to go make something happen. And sometimes that sheer, just like brute force 
will win out, right? Especially when you have a guy like Tari, which we saw Tari do it a lot his rookie year and in summer league. Um, and we saw him do it in this game because that's just who Tari is. I'll talk about Tari in a second. But for Cam, you know, when you're built like that, when you're built like a freight train, you can sometimes just tuck your head down and go, right? And you're just going to barrel through through guys. You're going to absorb contact. You're going to draw fouls. You're going to get opportunities that way. But the flip side is he needs to be able to recognize when to – swing the ball, when to move, you know, when to make that extra pass, when to, you know, kind of how to read the defense, right. Rather than just constantly gunning. He was five of 18 in this game and only one of six from three at 14 points, 11 boards. He did have a couple assists and a couple steals. I did like some of the, the defensive plays that he made. And I did really like his rebounding. I thought his rebounding was phenomenal in this game, right? He was using his size, his leaping ability to his advantage. He was boxing out guys well. He was fighting for boards. I really liked his hustle and his intensity. And there was one play, in fact, and it's like, it's such a small thing, but it's just like an effort thing, right? And I like the effort was there. Like Cam was fighting so hard in this game. There was a play where the Blazers uh, turned the ball over, it went into the backcourt, right? And it's just like, it's rolling. And it's going to be a backcourt violation. Blazers players not even trying to track down the ball, right? Because it's gonna it's gonna roll all the way out, or it looks like it's you know it's it's rolling kind of slow. Cam is like hauling, like he is running full court, like sprinting, so that he can try and get to the ball and pick it up, and maybe get a, like a, a you know a breakaway layup if the the Blazers player didn't like actually ultimately pick up the ball and and, and force the backcourt violation. But it's like those little like type of hustle effort plays, right? The competitiveness, the drive you know, willing to do the dirty work, those little things, those go a long way, right? Those, those types of things matter. And so seeing Cam, you know, put in the work on the boards in this game, again, he had 11 rebounds, really impressed with it, really impressed there. He had one too, where he got like, and again, there were some moments where you like make the right extra pass or the right read. He had one where he got the offensive rebound and he kind of like had two defenders in front of him and he was doing like the little like up fake, like, like two, one, two, three up fake, like, you know, trying to like see if he could go back up with it. Didn't have anything anything there swung it back out and led to a wide open three pointer. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's going to take some uh, work from Ime Odoka and the Rockets coaching staff to maybe break some of the the bad habits um, because there, you know, there is a little bit of some ball stopping in his game right now where he'll get the ball. And then it's like, okay, I got the ball. Boom. I'm going to score. Right. And, and it needs to be, okay, I got the ball. What can I do to like, you know, create something for me or I can't create something for me. Cool. I'm going to create a shot for my teammate. Right. And he's capable of that. Right. He's capable of collapsing his defense. He's capable of drawing a second defender. It's now what are the next steps after drawing that defender? And, you know, when I did get a chance to talk to him after the game, I asked just how is the communication on the court? Right. Between all the guys offensively, but especially defensively, right? How guys were communicating. He said it felt great out there. He said guys were communicating all up and out. Like everybody was being incredibly vocal defensively. Um, the bench was being vocal. Like like they were all communicating at a very high level, which is encouraging to hear. So liked hear that, hearing that from Cam. There's going to be some work, right? He is a really, really talented prospect, but he's also really, really, really raw. And so that's like, I think this game kind of showed you that a little bit, that there is a long road ahead for Cam, but there's also a really, really high ceiling because he's got so much potential. Some of the, some of the breakaway slams, some of the drives and transition, the and one bucket, um, some of the things that he was doing 
on the court was was really impressive. I want to see how he settles in to game two because his shooting was not great in this game. Again, just one of six from three. He did have one th- his one three that he hit from the corner off of a pass from Amin. Amin drove, swung it to the corner, and he like reset in the corner. He took a quick like sidestep dribble and then elevated, boom, knocked it down. And I was like, wow, okay, that's like nice shot. Um, I want to see how he responds in game two moving forward uh, through summer league especially because he's probably going to get even more reps now if uh, if Amon Thompson does not play any more summer league games moving forward. Tari Eason. Uh, Tari just does Tari things. I don't know any other way to put it at this point. Like Tari goes out there and with his hard hat and his lunch pail, and he goes to work. Tari had 20 points, 10 boards, five assists, four blocks. Like just, just Tari things. He was seven of 14. He had, a, you know, a couple vicious dunks in this game. Like, just, you know, he had the, oh, my God, he completely erased a shot at the rim by Shaden Sharp. Shaden went up, like, drove baseline, elevated, and it's it's Shaden Sharp, right? He's going up to, like, yam it. And, I mean, Tari just weak side rotated over and it was it was funny because like the play was kind of broken defensively and Tari had to recover at the very last second because he was kind of out near the top of the key and he had to figure out who he was supposed to rotate to and he barely got to Shaden in time went up both arms and just completely wrapped the ball up forced the jump ball like it was an insane uh defensive play from Tari he was in his bag in this game he was impressive he was doing a little bit of everything on the floor there was one play where he was like on the perimeter just dribbling through his leg it was like the eric gordon special for a second and then like he called for a pick and then it it, i don't know what the play even turned into it's just kind of funny to watch um but tari just kind of wound up doing what you expect out of him right where he just he filled his role um he looked good in the minutes that he got shot two of four from three just doing a little bit of everything, right? Defending at a high level, blowing up plays, stopping shots at the rim, um, all the stuff that you want to see Tari do. So honestly, you know, great game from Tari, great game from Jabari Smith Jr. who responded a big way, fantastic game from Amon Thompson, top to bottom. Cam's going to need some work, but I think there's there's clearly something there. There's a lot of talent there. There's something special there, but it's going to take some time to really refine and, and mold that talent into something. Um, and a couple other notes from, from day one, Scoot Henderson is, is really good. Like Scoot is polished, um, watching this game, especially just watching, watching Scoot and Amon go back and forth. Like in the first, in the first quarter of this game was something else, man. Like just, you know, Scoot would hit a bucket, you know, he'd come down and hit a, hit a pull up midi. Then Amon would come down and hit a tough layup. Then Scoot would come back down and cross somebody up and, and, you know, kick out a pass for a dime. Then another one coming, like just the back and forth battle between those two guys was really impressive to see. And my last little note here um, from day one of summer league, Victor Wimbenyama did not have a great summer league debut. And Oh boy. um, Are people running with just, (laughs) It was uh, it was not great for Wimby. Let, let's just let, let me let me let me pull up the the box score here. Um, so obviously there was the story that has been plaguing the NBA sphere with Wimby's security detail um, laying hands on Britney Spears, who was just trying to get his attention and hopefully take a picture, get an autograph, whatever it was. 
So there was that whole crazy story. And then a couple days later, he has his debut game. And, man, the confidence was just not there. He went 2 of 13 from the floor. 2 of 13. He had three turnovers. He did have five blocks. He also got absolutely postered um, on the other end of the floor uh, by Kai Jones. Kai Jones went up for a lob, and I mean, oof. Wimby got Wimby got got by Kai Jones. So, you know, have a little bit of Schadenfreude if you're a Rockets fan. Um, enjoy the struggles of Wimby's debut, uh, and I'm sure we will continue to can you know touch base and, and and see how he does as he performs throughout his NBA career. Brandon Miller also side note, uh, five of fifteen shooting, just three of ten from long distance there might be some buyer's remorse there from the Charlotte Hornets because again, Scoot Henderson looked like the goods and Amon Thompson looked pretty incredible. And the two guys at the very top of the draft one and two did not look super great. So with all that, I do want your Rockets thoughts and reactions to game one of summer league. Let me know in the YouTube comments as always though. Thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search locked on Rockets. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything. Houston Rockets basketball.